Well, we're starting a new series this morning. It's from the book of Joshua. And, uh, and the, the theme is basically next is now. Joshua had to realize that, that next is now. It's no longer, Moses is not here anymore. Next is now. Now, serving the Lord is now. It's not tomorrow, it is now. now and, that, and this morning's title is Crossing Boundaries and Possessing New Territories. And as we possess new territories and as we cross boundaries this morning and learn to cross boundaries, rather, I pray is that we will be challenged to make ourselves ready and available to go where the Lord leads us. This morning, you will be challenged to get ready for what God has next in line for your life. In this passage, we see a new generation under the leadership of Joshua moving forward to new territories that were promised by God. But before we do it further, let's read together from God's word as we now read. Verse 1 in Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready, did you hear that word? Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses, your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. That you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law Depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You see, you can be courageous no matter what because the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. We've just heard this in this passage. We see a generation under the leadership of Joshua moving forward to new territories that God has promised. Moses, the leader of Israel, as we read, was gone. And now the time is right for God to take his people to step with confidence into what is next. Are you ready to step with confidence this new year, 2024, into what is next for you? You see, next is now. 
not tomorrow, not next year, not I want to think about it. Next is now. Your next step is now, not tomorrow. The road Joshua would take up would require an unusual degree of faith. It would also require an unusual degree of unwavering trust in God. Joshua was born in Egypt in an era when God's people were being ill-treated by the Egyptians as slaves. We know that. He witnessed firsthand in a way that none in his generation had ever witnessed before. The mighty power of God at work as one plague after another fell upon the land. He saw how God's enemies were unable to deal with or to overcome the awesome power of God. As Moses' assistant, Joshua saw the miracles and witnessed the trials and difficulties Moses faced. He was no doubt deeply affected by Moses' passing. And this experience, having witnessed firsthand the mighty power of God at work, undoubtedly strengthened Joshua's faith in God and nurtured within him that unshakable confidence in God and in God's ability to bring to pass whatever he desires. This is just by way of introduction. Eh? The final plague in Egypt, the death of the firstborn, a plague which had a bearing on him personally as he was the firstborn son in his home and in his family. It profoundly impacted this man's life. All around him, the firstborn children in the homes in Egypt were dying, but God preserved Joshua's life. And that's why Joshua could say, next is now. There's no more excuses. Next is now. This is our future. Could say that to the Israelites. This is our promise. This is our destiny. But you know, when you cross boundaries and you possess new territories, and when I talk about possessing new territories, the Israelites had a Israelites here had a mindset of always receiving, receiving manna, receiving water, receiving everything. Can you remember? There had to be a mindset change. You were on the receiving end. Now the Lord is saying to them, take ownership of what? It's before you. What I have prepared for you. Take ownership of it. And the time has come for us to take ownership of, of the steps that we take. Take ownership of, of, of things that we need to do in these days. But here, yeah, crossing the boundaries, first of all, Joshua had to realize to do that. We've got to resolve to keep moving forward. So first thing is moving forward. Verses 2 and 3. You see, behind you is all you have ever known for generations. Maybe for how many generations? All you have known for generations. Isn't that true? This is what I've known. In front of you is everything you do not know. A vast unknown territory to possess. As followers of Jesus, we must never 
turn back. Hebrews 10, 38 says, But my righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased. There's no time for shrinking back and looking back. Unbelief says, and you probably have it in your notes, let's go back to where it is safe. Let's go back to where it is convenient. Let's go back to, to where we feel comfortable. But faith says, let's go forward to where God is working. Proverbs 4.25 speaks about that looking ahead and embracing what is before us. Remember that everything God has planned for you is ahead, not behind. Isaiah 43 says that. You know, stop, stop dwelling on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. I believe God is calling us on a new journey in 2024. Same journey, but a new journey. I believe God is leading us on a new path. I believe God has been preparing us to enter into new territories where we have never been before. What is so new about it? There are new experiences to face during this time. There are new problems to solve. Yes, there will still be problems, but they, will, they need to be solved. There are new trials to endure, new temptations to meet, new stories to give birth to, new opportunities to grasp or to seize or to take hold of, new tasks to perform, new blessings to enjoy. There's so much awaiting us but we need to resolve to keep moving forward. You know, but I haven't mentioned boundaries here yet. Some boundaries are set by God, while some are set by the enemy to limit or to slow down our progress. God's boundaries stretch our potential to where he wants us to reach. And I want to say this, this year you are going to be stretched beyond the limits. God has a place for you to reach to an appointed place where you need to reach and extend his kingdom for his glory. You see, if I think of boundaries, boundaries are also the defense systems or territorial limitations. You could rather put those words there. Territorial limitations that hinder our movement and progress between you and the territories God has earmarked for you to possess are obstacles that you must overcome. And you will have to overcome this year. I don't know what those obstacles are. You are aware of it this morning. Never settle for anything less than what God has for you in this year. And I love that verse in Genesis 15, and I need to read that. Genesis 15, where the Lord speaks to Abraham. Genesis 50, uh, 15, where is it now? 13 verse 15, which says, Lord speaks to Abraham, and the Lord says to him, All the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring 
forever. Look around. Abraham, look around. And if, I don't know what it is, but the Lord wants to give it all to us. We need to be ready to step out in faith. Step out and add new footprints to our unshakable faith. We've got to move on, brothers, and move forward for him. Now, there are different kinds of boundaries, and I'm just going to mention it because this is what, what Joshua and the Israelites had to deal with. I'm just going to mention it this morning, but I, I wish I could just ex- explain all of those. There are different kinds of boundaries, and they exist in every arena of life. These include the following invisible boundaries and barriers. There's always invisible boundaries and barriers. Can you remember Balaam? And how Balaam could not see the invisible barrier and boundary. But the donkey saw it. Eventually the Lord allowed the donkey to speak to Balaam to open his I've been so loyal to you. Why are you beating me? The donkey asked him, eh? But it was an invisible boundary. But brothers and sisters, there are some invisible boundaries that we will have to deal with. We don't see it, but we know there's a barrier. We are aware of something that is hindering our progress. An invisible thing. And you know, it's amazing how the Lord comes through and he gives us discernment. And we begin to see what he really wants us to see. Sometimes there was invisible boundaries. We've crossed those invisible boundaries. And the Lord is saying, stop, my son. Stop, my daughter. We've crossed those invisible boundaries. Because you don't see it. It's not meant for you to go there yet. But you know what? There's also invisible boundaries of opposition that you don't see, but it's there. And you need to be on your guard and alert to that. That's why I said I didn't want to explain, but now I started already to explain the one that, well, there's territorial boundaries and barriers. So, you know, some territorial boundaries, people just hold on to the territory. This is my territory. Isn't it true? And it's, we become so territorial about it. And uh, I want to say that the Israelites had to cross those boundaries. They had to cross those invisible boundaries. They had to conquer the territorial boundaries. Spiritual boundaries and barriers. Can you remember Daniel? He was told, they made a decree and was told, if anybody prays to any other god and not worship the king, he will be thrown in the lions. And Daniel went. He still prayed three times a day. You know, sometimes there are spiritual boundaries. Not sometimes, often there are spiritual boundaries where the Lord would use others to hinder us. The Lord could use your husband, the Lord could use your wife, the Lord could use your child, the Lord could use a family member, the Lord could use someone to be a hindrance to you. But you need to see it and discern it and say, man, what I'm doing is what the Lord wants me to do. And nothing is going to stop me. I'm going through with the Lord. And what about economic boundaries and barriers? Oh, so many people, you know, when I think of that, and I'm not going to even labor on that. Some people never progress beyond a certain economic level, no matter how they try. But this year, 
We're stepping out. We're crossing economic boundaries as well in the name of Jesus. There's family. What about family boundaries and barriers? Oh, there's so many boundaries and barriers that we've got to cross within our own families. Satan has placed boundaries on some families, limiting their progress and their growth. And Satan uses others in our families to limit our progress and our growth. I don't know what the family boundary sign and barrier sign in, in your circumstances and in your context, but I pray that whatever it is, bring it before the Lord and say, this year, we're crossing barriers. This year, we are conquering where we've never conquered before in terms of our family. We're moving. We're getting through that. I want to say this to you. When it comes to family boundaries, never stop praying for your family. Never stop praying. Every moment of the day, many times they would come into your mind. You pray for them. You bring them before the Lord. Never stop standing in the gap for them. Know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I can just tell you so many stories, but I really don't want to get into that here this morning. But those family boundaries need to be, you know, dealt with. And remember, the enemy is also there to bring limits to us. But then there's mental boundaries and barriers. Oh, and the, Psalm, Psalm 53 speaks about they were dreading these, you know, but there was nothing to be to dread. I'm using my own words there. Verse 50, Psalm 53, hey, nothing to dread because it says that God already took charge of it. And, and uh, in terms of this whole situation here, God already uh, uh, at uh, those people who are against you are fighting against you, and that's my own words, but you can read that there in Psalm 53. He's already fighting for you. He's already bringing to naught your enemies. Some of a mindset that limits them from progressing in life. I don't know what your mental bound, but these are the things that the Israelites had to deal with. Can you see? what I'm talking about, and I, I only have a few minutes left, but I'm going to have to go this morning. It's a, it's a new series, so we've got to just bear with us here this morning. It's a few things that we still got to deal with here. But I want to say this, no matter what those barriers and boundaries are, at the cross, you've got to go back to the cross. You know, those Old Testament guys, they didn't know about the cross. They referred to the cross. They spoke about the cross. But we know about the cross. At the cross, Jesus destroyed all the boundaries, all the limitations, all the hidden agendas that were set against us. According to Colossians 2, 14 to 15, nailing them to the cross and disarming its power and authority and making a spectacle of the enemy. The cross. Jesus destroyed all of it. 
You still want to be with me? You still with me? Or you think we should go do this next week? Okay, the next point is resolve that God has you, has you on a different path. God has you on a, he's, he's got you on a different path. You are on a different path to someone else. You might say, but why can't, can this not happen to me? This just happened to him or her or to this family. God has you on a different path to someone else. Have you ever felt like God was leading you the roundabout way? You feel that way sometimes? You, you can see the obvious path down the main road. But for whatever reason, the Lord is taking you a different way. Have you been there? God's people were facing a path that would present them with new tests. And Deuteronomy 13.3, we speaks about that, you know, the Lord God Almighty is testing you to see whether you love him with all your heart and with all your soul. They were facing a raging river. That was already overflowing its banks. You could put it in those words. They were facing a raging river. They had to cross. I don't know what that raging storm is that you've got to cross this morning, but you've got to cross it. Because you see God as you on a different path. I ask you this morning, how deep is the situation that you have to cross? How fierce is the situation that you have to cross? How hard is the situation that you have to cross? How seemingly impossible is the situation that you have to cross this morning? God is taking you on a different path, my brother, my sister. Let nothing intimidate you. Jericho and its intimidating walls were waiting for the Israelites ahead on the other side of Jordan. They were going to face giants in this new land that would have to be conquered. It was only by faith that they would be able to overcome their obstacles, according to 1 John 5, verse 4. Today, people only seek faith when they have no other option. But we need to be walking by faith, regardless of our circumstances. You see, real faith perseveres until the end. And we know that verse so well in Revelation 2.10, which says, Be faithful to me, even to the point of death, and I will give you the crown of life. Your faith must be greater than your crisis. Is your faith greater than your crisis this morning? In every shaking and crisis, two things are always revealed. Who you are in the Lord. And what you believe in. When you face a crisis, your faith will either increase or decrease. Remember what the Lord said to Peter, Simon, Simon. Satan has asked to sift you as weed. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And when you turn back, strengthen your brothers. In other words, when you turn back to the faith that you used to have, that strong faith, 
saying to your brothers, no circumstance should take your face away. No matter what those circumstances are, it should not take your face away. When you stand in faith, you believe God will get you through whatever you are facing. What you believe, you believe that the Lord will get you through whatever you are facing. I say this to us this morning. Stay faithful on the roundabout path. God has you on this morning. As you may be next in line for the most in incredible display of his goodness, his glory, his greatness, his faithfulness in your life. But also Joshua had to resolve as they crossed boundaries and possessed new territories. Joshua had to resolve that God will always be there for, for you. That God would always be there for him. I want to say wherever you're crossing this morning, wherever you're going this morning, wherever the Lord is leading you, the Lord will always be there. You, you are never alone. In verse 5, the Lord's mighty presence in the life of Moses is now being passed on to Joshua. Hey, I love that. Lord, pass on your presence into my life. Pass on your presence into my family's life. Pass on your presence to my brothers and sisters. I pass it on, Lord. Joshua is afraid. Remember, he's afraid. He's overwhelmed by the daunting task of filling Moses' shoes. And leading the nation into Canaan. It is not going to be a simple walk in the park. They have to fight against seven nations already living in Canaan. And all of them larger and stronger than Israel. You, all those ites were there. The Jebusites. Is that how you say it? The Hevites. The Hittites. The Emirates. The Girgashites. The Canaanites, all of them were there. Israel had to conquer them. It was not a walk in the park. Eh? And we're going to do what, what we're going to do those when we study, do a study on that. We're going to look at each one of them individually and the, all those heights and, and uh, look at the significance of them. But for today, we're not there <laughs> yet. <clears throat> yeah. They have to fight against seven nations. Can you think? And now the Lord comes and he gives Joshua a pep talk. You know what a pep talk is? It's when a coach comes to a team who's so intimidated and overwhelmed about what they've got to do, what they are facing, and the coach gives them a pep talk. You understand that? That's what the Lord did with Joshua. He stressed the point that jo Joshua had sufficient resources every step of the way because he will always be present with him. John 14, 18, the Lord said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Have you ever recognized how meaningful God's presence is in your life? He literally promises us success. Wherever you're going, he promises you success this morning. Safety this morning. He promises you sufficiency. He's sufficient. His grace is sufficient. His power is sufficient. His wisdom is su sufficient for you. His presence is enough for you. So whatever you're going through and going to, God promises you success, safety, and sufficiency. 
You see, this earthly life is filled with uncertainties. Isn't it true? But the certainty of His presence will always keep us going and sustain us. His hand will lead us. Psalm 139 verse 10 says, and His right hand will hold us. He will hold you. He will lead you wherever you are, wherever you go. He who is always with us will definitely help us maintain an unshakable faith. According to Exodus 33, 14, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. He will give us clarity, direction, protection in every situation we face to keep us moving forward. And then finally here this morning, the last point I want to make is resolve that you will fight battles differently than before. You know, we've been fighting battles in our own strength. We've tried to figure things out ourselves. Isn't it true? And the Lord, yeah, Joshua resolves to fight battles, not in his own strength. God tells him to be bold and courageous a few times here. It is all about God. It's all about the Lord, brothers and sisters. What he has promised and what he has planned to do. He made no reference, when I think of the Lord, to the difficult task ahead for for Joshua. Nothing about the strong enemies or the huge cities. Because you see, obstacles are not problems to God. He arms us with strength to, to face those battles. He can part the Red Sea, isn't it true? He can feed millions in the desert. He can get a nation across the Jordan River. Millions of them. He can bring down the walls of Jericho. So no obstacle is any problem to the Lord. All you've got to do, and this is what Joshua learned, choose to rely on the Lord for strength. Choose to rely on Him for strength. Joshua's confidence has to be anchored in God alone, not in anything else. Not in himself, not in the people, not in their resources, not in his circumstances, but in the Lord. Anchored in the Lord. Our courage is found in God. And in God alone. Do not waste your time on what you cannot control. There are things that you just cannot control. Even if you want to control it. Do not waste your time. Focus on the one who is in control all the time. Because you see, he is fully involved in every step we take. Where are you going? What are you doing? He's fully involved in every step we take. Every move we make. Every battle we face. And then we go, come to verse 8 here, and I'm not going to even stress it, but it speaks about how Joshua and the, and the Israelites had to hold on to the law, hold on to the word of God. And I want, all I want to say when I think of verse 8 is, it is not sufficient to merely read God's word. It must be applied in our lives daily. Apply it. Don't, apply the word of the Lord in your life daily. It must be seen how you are applying it. Choose to make a difference, and this is where we come to the end of it all. Courage is the ability to face and deal with a dangerous or difficult situation. Some situations are dangerous. Some situations are difficult, but you've got to face it. You've got to deal with it. Some of us run from it. Isn't it true? Face it and deal with it this year. 
That's the only way you're going to make a difference. Courage is doing what you are afraid to do. That's courage. It's doing what you are afraid to do, but you're still doing it. That's courage. I challenge us to confront your fears this morning. Be like a lion, as Proverbs 28 says, that will confront even these fears. Remember that in Christ you are strong. Be strong, verse 9 says. You are strong. You are victorious. You are accepted. You are justified if you are a child of the Lord, just as if you have never sinned. You are redeemed. You are delivered. You are completely forgiven. I challenge you this morning, use the courage that God has given you. You are already, or rather, you already have the victory in Jesus Christ. Now live in that victory. You already have the power of the Lord. Use that power that he has given you. The Lord strategically places each of us in locations, in situations, in circumstances where we have influence for the King. The settings in which you operate are the territories that God has given you to represent Him and stand for Him. Your territory is your mission field to expand and enlarge who he is. Use each and every moment of your life, every muscle of your body, every word of your mouth to draw people into his kingdom, his rule, as you enlarge the footprints of your unshakable faith. In him. Get ready. You've got it there in your notes. Get ready to cross over. Get ready to change. Get ready to transition. Get ready for a shift. Get ready to cross into something like you've never crossed into before. For the Lord your God is with you. Wherever you go. Lord bless you all this morning. This is just the beginning. And we're going to, there's a lot of things that we're going to touch on as we enlarge territories for Him and in Him this year. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. Lord, we long to make a mark. We long to have a footprint, just a footprint, into where you are leading us, where you want us to be in 2024. Won't you lead us, Lord? Won't you guide us? We've touched on so many things here this morning, Father. And I pray that whatever you have spoken to us about, that we will seek to please you 
and seek to honor you. And while every head is bowed and you feel this morning you want to serve him, you want to set new standards, you want to add new print, footprints into your family's lives, into the, the, your, the way you work, the lives of others, into where you interact with others. Feel you want to just make a footprint this year into, in those areas. Won't you raise your hand? Won't you raise your hand as we pray for you? As we trust the Lord to do something. You. Thank you. Lord, we praise you and thank you for those who raised their hands. There are many who have not. But you are aware of their hearts and their desires. Lord, we think of many, Lord, are going to add new chapters to their lives this year. It's going to be new experiences, unfamiliar experiences. I pray that you will be with each one of them, Lord. You will touch their lives and you will bless them. You will use them to make a difference wherever they go. We thank you again, Lord Jesus, that you've called us to possess new territories for you. And we pray that you will touch our lives and minister to us even further during this time as we begin to understand and fathom how to possess those new territories in you. Now bless us, Lord, and we thank you again for today. Continue with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.